Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Keep Calm and Cope CoronaCast, where every Friday, three of my great girlfriends and I get on our podcast and we dish about what's going on. How are we feeling? Where are we in this COVID-19 crisis? Um, how are we managing or not? Today's topic is gratitude, which we know gratitude heals so much. And I'm excited to say that Marcy Shunk will be leading today's call. Lindsay Griffiths is on the call as well. And we will hear from Katie Barnard soon. She is doing the mommy thing, which we totally understand. It's part of the new, new normal that you bring your kids to work, or maybe your kids say, uh, keep my parents at home day is what the news is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Marcy, take it away. Fantastic. Thank you, Susan. So gratitude is dear to my heart as a topic, and I was ex excited to take this one on. I several years ago as a new year's resolution decided I was going to keep a gratitude journal and I think I kept it for I don't know maybe about three weeks the first time I tried <laughs> and it went by the wayside and so the next new year's eve rolled around and I picked it up again and finally uh last year I guess it would have been the, the transition from 2018 to 2019 I started the gratitude journal and actually managed to stick with it. And what I did is I simplified. I went down and said, okay, every night I'm just going to take two minutes and write down all of the things that I'm grateful for. And it could be anything from, you know, having had a good day and very, you know, timely and relevant to, you know, the stars in the sky or the birds chirping. And I managed to do that for, I guess it was probably about nine months in 2019. And uh, it truly changed the way that I think about life. I think it changed the way that I think about life. And I find myself now doing it more subconsciously where I'll see something, you know, I'll be looking out my office window and see a cardinal and think, wow, that's so beautiful. Or I'll do it with my kids when I'm on a walk. I'm like, oh, look at that butterfly. So I just feel more present in life because of that. And it's such a great feeling. So I'm excited that we're talking about gratitude. I think it's important, especially right now when we're struggling to maintain our sanity in many respects, and some days are better than others. And so gratitude is in, in the positive psychology research, and so I'm gonna read from a, an article in Harvard Health, because in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. People feel and express gratitude in multiple ways. They can apply it to the past, so retrieving positive memories and being thankful for elements of childhood or past blessings. The present, not taking good fortune for granted as it comes. And the future, maintaining a hopeful and optimistic attitude. So, that's the end of the quote, but gratitude is really connected in so many different research studies with a general increase in overall positivity, better relationships, greater altruism, which is interesting because when I was taught in college that all altruism is selfish, but that's something for another day. Uh, more supportive <laughs> approach of others, the ability to keep calm, less stress, reduce depression, even you know, increased willpower. So that's just the emotional side of, of gratitude and its benefits. There's also a physical side. It literally changes the way your brain is wired. 
So the ventromedial prefrontal cortex is connected to brain systems that are what help you experience reward and evaluate decisions. Um, it's interesting. There's research out there that if people who have damage to the frontal lobes actually and can't feel emotion, can't make decisions. So we like to think that our decision making is purely rational and fact-based, but the truth is if we don't have emotions, we can't make decisions. So there is some level of emotion in every decision that you make. Uh, so subjects with more gratitude have more activity in the hypothalamus, and I'm not gonna get too into this because it's not my thing, but it influences the metabolism, it influences stress, it influences sleep, and also those areas connected to dopamine release, so that little thing that makes you happy um, and can give you that elated feeling. So it helps to relieve pain, toxic emotions, improve sleep quality. I mean, it just, it feels like a, run, a wonder drug without the side effects. As I was reading more and more about this, I'm like, is this really that simple? Um, so I shared at the outset some of the ways that I've practiced gratitude, starting with that gratitude journal was a huge, huge help and asset to me. But I'm curious to hear from you ladies. So what are some of the ways that you practice gratitude in your daily lives? Um, I'll shoot, I'll give this a shot. So that is something that I've incorporated into my life since um, a major ex a traumatic experience in my life. And I found great healing through living in gratitude. Uh, I always say there is no good or bad if you learn from whatever happens. So for me, um, thank you, the words thank you, even to myself or to the greater universe or to someone else, that's the most powerful prayer of all. Thank you. Those two little words that mean so much, they carry so much. It does shift your thinking and your feeling. And if you live in gratitude, everything becomes something good. You know, win or learn, never lose. I'm quoted saying that all the time, but that's so true. It becomes something good in your life. And when you live in gratitude, you change your perspective and you can't you know, change other people's minds, but you can change your own mind and you can change your own behaviors. And when you live in gratitude, you shift your perspective and you change your mind. That's just one way that I value gratitude in my life. How about you, Lindsay? I feel um, a lot the same, the same way. And I, I also keep a gratitude journal um, where I spend a few minutes at the end of the day listing five things that happened that day that I'm grateful for. Um, and it, it does shift, I think, for me, and it depends on the kind of day I'm having, where it might be things from that particular day that I'm grateful for. And if it's not been such a great day, it really gets very granular, where, where it might be, you know, my health, um, a roof over my head, food on the table, um, my dogs, my family, um, friends, you know, so it may just have to be things that are very basic and um, remind me that, um, you know, things, I may not think things are going really well, but that there is actually a lot that I have to be grateful for. And that reminds me, you know, when I wake up in the morning the next day that it's a new day, uh, I did wake up um, and that, you know, it's a chance to start over again. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's so interesting. I feel very much the same way. And I know we spoke last episode about comparative suffering and I see that as relevant in this instance. You just mentioned some of the, you know, 
when you're having a bad day, it's harder to be grateful for your exact moment and situation. Mm -hmm. And that's when I feel like we do, we take a step back and say, okay, what are the things that I do have? So do we have comparative gratitude? (laughs) I don't know where we're grateful for, for the things that we do have that maybe we know other people don't have. And it does get harder. I mean, when everything's going wrong, it's, it's more challenging to be grateful for just anything sometimes when it, when, when things aren't going well. Yeah, I think, I think the comparison game is hard because it's easy to get into thinking, um, you know, somebody else has it better than I do. Um, or why don't I have X? Um, especially, you know, if you've, if you've grown up with the idea of if I do things right, or if I am a good person, X should happen for me. Um, which, you know, is, is something I think I grew up believing where it was like, you know, nice guys win, um, which is, it's not, it's just not true. Um, so I think that that can get challenging. So I think gratitude does come in helpfully there because it's, it reminds me that um, when I start to get into that comparison trap, I can really remind myself that there is a lot that I do have. So I, I think it's less about comparative gratitude for me and more about, you know, focusing on what I have rather than what I don't have. Because when I start to get into that idea of like, I don't have this or I don't have that, it, it's like, okay, you know, there's a lot in my life that I have that I can be grateful for. And as I said, like, I mean, all of us have bad days, no matter what we've got going on. And and you can really have, um, you know, some really bad stuff going on. And it's not like, I'm a very big believer in the quote, and it took me a long time to get here of, you know, just because you, you, you can feel bad. Um, there's, uh, and I'm totally messing this up, but somebody once told me that um, saying that you can't feel bad because someone has it worse is like saying that you can't be happy just because someone could have it better. But that being said, when you are in that spot where you're not feeling great, it's important to remember that there are things that you do have that can help you to feel better. Things like maybe, you know, your health isn't good, but you have people around you that are supporting you and love you. Um, or, you know, you might have a roof over your head or you have a job, or you have um, food on the table that night. Um, You know, I mean, it's just, sometimes you really have to get very granular to feel like, what is the thing that I'm grateful for? And it it might, you may be having a really, really rough time. So you might have to really dig deep to figure out what those things are. But I feel like there is always something that you can find to be grateful for. Marcy, may I say something about the comparative anything? It might be. Um, I'm old enough and have been through enough and have gotten to a place where really truly other people's opinions of me is none of my business. I am my highest and best self as much as I can in that moment. And I really think the whole comparative thing is bullshit. Um, I think the only person we should compare ourselves to is the person we were yesterday. We're a different set of DNA, a different bank account, different, you know, everything. So comparing myself to someone else is a real waste of my time. So I think that's not some place that a lot of people have come to, but should at some point in their life get to, Um, because what good does it do? You're working with a different set of tools. So if you compare yourself to anyone else, and when you say grateful for what we have, you know, what we have could be, 
um, a kind heart, or it could be a Mercedes Benz. So, you know, that too depends, you know, when you're talking about what are we grateful for. So I love that we're living in gratitude here. I think the three of us and probably Katie too, understand the power of that mindset of gratitude and living in abundance and not scarcity. Um, and from a place of love and not fear, but the whole comparing our suffering or our gratitude to anyone else is just, in my opinion, again, this is my opinion, a waste of time. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. And what's interesting, I'm curious, and this may step aside for a second. When in your life did you get to that point? Because I feel like in part for me, it was maturity and it was experience and it was getting to a point where, you know, I finally had to take a step back and say, wait a minute, you know, I don't want to live somebody else's life and I don't want to go by, you know, this mandate of what being successful or being happy looks like. Yeah. But it wasn't something that I felt was, an, was easily accessible when I was younger. So are to you, say in my early 20s. Are you asking me when I reached that point? Because it definitely yeah. was a, it was like a, um, it, it was not quite an on off switch. It was more of a dimmer switch, but I can tell you when the dimmer switch began to turn. Um, when I, my whole world turned upside down and I found out my husband had another family on the side, another name, another address, you know, a very successful business that, you know, aside from the one that I was financing, I put my house in the market. It sold for more than what I was asking in two days. I packed my infant son and my dog and enough clothes for three days in my car and said, wow, I've lost everything. And, and look, the, the house was in my name. I'll, you know, I wasn't, I'm not feeling poor me because I was doing okay for someone who had just lost everything. But I let go of a job title, a boat, a car, an acre and a half of land, two miles from the beach, a three-story home that I had built. Um, so when you lose all that and you're stripped, to use the words of Christina Aguilera, what is it that you find happiness in? What it, You're left with yourself. So I was stuck with just me and my child. And I found so much to be grateful for in the two of us together and having each other that um, that saved my life in understanding these are the things that I'm grateful for, not the house, the boat, the car, the title, the money that I lost in leaving that bad situation. So um, I look at my son and I see him, he's about to, tomorrow is his 19th birthday actually. He is gratitude personified in my life. He, every day that I see him reminds me of those days when I did it because of him and I found gratitude to be um, a salve on any and every wound. And, and that means only just my own, not, you know, I'm sure other people have it worse and other people didn't even have the house, the car, the boat to lose in the first place. But there we go comparing again, which I think is a waste of time. So for me, it was a dimmer switch, maybe the three day drive from Massachusetts to Louisiana, where I had to start my life over. That's the dimmer switch that's when I realized what I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let Katie in now. Welcome Katie. She's uh, putting her audio on now, but this is a great conversation. I think Katie will have a lot to say too. 
But I'm always going to be honest when y'all ask me these questions. So if everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that, you don't know me. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think that's the beauty of this podcast is that we are all honest and that's the whole point. So yes. and I think, you know, what Susan, what you said, it, it just makes me think about sort of the importance of suffering, which is that suffering what did they say pain is inevitable but suffering is optional and i think that's really what happened to you i mean you know the pain wasn't something that you had a choice over but the suffering was and yeah. so you know what what happened to you was a was a terrible situation but you you had that opportunity to choose gratitude over suffering um which um i think we all have those situations in our lives that take us by surprise and are incredibly painful and awful to varying degrees, whatever they are. And we have that choice to say, okay, this happened and it's awful. And either I can learn from it because I'm forced to, or I can wallow in it. Um, and whether we decide, you know, which path we decide to go down really will inform the rest of, of what we do. It's what shapes the remainder of your life. Every moment you make that choice, it decides the outcome. There is no predestined outcome. Every day, right. each moment, you have a choice to mold and shape your life direction. And you also must know that you don't always control everything. So be open no. to letting things happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> y'all look when i'm talking i'm not talking to you ladies because we all know each other we love each other we're of the same mindset and heart set i like to say we're the same headset and heart set but we're talking to the listeners when we say these things um none of this is a surprise to you ladies <laughs> katie we say hello to you hi hi good morning how is everybody we're great what are you grateful for katie <laughs> Um, right now, a sleeping baby. <laughs> and, and my husband took this morning, so I got to sleep in. And so everything feels different today. Nice. nice. Oh, that's so great. It's Marcy. amazing what a good night's sleep can do. Yeah, oh I was going to say, Marcy just talked about sleep and how it's, it's so powerful and one of the things we're grateful for. It and is. Absolutely. It was lack of sleep that destroyed my life in many respects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah before baby um i took ambien every night to sleep um and so then for a while after having her just the pure exhaustion of it i slept pretty well but now I'm getting to a point where yeah the old insomnia is coming back so oh yes but you know magnesium is a beautiful thing i take some of that and put mm -hmm. some lavender magnesium thing on my feet which is feels like voodoo but it works <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, then we've started just since kind of the COVID debacle. Um, I think recognizing we both need a little bit more sleep these days. Uh, Dave and I have started rotating days. So one of us will get up when she wakes up at seven and the other one sleeps. And that's been giant. That's great. Fantastic. That's interesting because that's actually exactly where well, we were just talking about comparative comparative anything <laughs> yeah um but in in this instance the when we were talking about gratitude and all the benefits of gratitude and one of the, the areas is that it, there's 
studies of couples um, where the individuals who take more time to express gratitude to their partner and to one another actually have more positive feelings towards each other. And that resonates with me. It, it resonates enormously with me. And I try and bring that into my relationships now, uh, which I don't know that I necessarily did. I think I spent a whole lot of time previously, whether this was you know, because of who I was or because of the situation, feeling less than grateful for, for my relationship and for the person with whom I was in a relationship with. Um, but for those of you, you know, you, uh, Katie, are definitely in a relationship and you just expressed something that I think would lead you to be grateful for, for that type of situation. How are you getting along with your quarantine mates and how is gratitude factoring <laughs> into that? You know, we, we are a lot alike. And so I think that has been helpful and that we are both only children. Um, so we're good at giving each other space and I think not being offended by that. Um, that's been something we've, we've always kind of done. Just saying like, I need some, we call it only child time. Like I need some only child time. Um, I'm thankful that we had that in place before quarantine because we certainly need it now that we're together 24 hours a day. Um, but I think, yeah, just trying to give each other a little grace. Um, you know, having, he'll take a call on the deck and I'll go for a run. Um, but, but then it's, it's nice to kind of have that time apart so we can come back together. I love um, that. I love that. I want to say about you, Katie. Um, I, I was about to say you're the only one who has um, both a husband and a small child with you in quarantine. Yeah. So both of them. <laughs> So we're kind of surprised that you can even still speak English, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, so I, I love that you bring that perspective. Pardon? I love that you bring that perspective. You know, you've got the mom and the wife thing going on. Um, for me, mostly it's wife and friend. And my son is so old now that it's, you know, he's not an issue. But you have, you know, baby time, hubby time, um, stepchildren time. So. Mm -hmm. It's nice to hear you able to speak coherently when you get on these calls. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, I should always make Friday one of my sleep days. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I was, I was, um, I don't know if any of you remembered Mer uh, Rainbow Bright when we were oh, yeah. younger. Yes. yes. Do you remember the um, villain on it was named Murky Dismal? No, I forgot I don't remember that. the name, but I love that. That's so funny. But yesterday, I was Murky Dismal. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious i love looking yep. back at those old shows um what was the one with um jimmy and the puff what was it puffin stuff or something and uh or maybe i'm dating myself oh my god i think i'm no there was like hj puffin stuff or that's something it. that's it yeah. and, and heat miser was another one from one of the i think christmas shows and that's so fun looking back i'm gonna look for tv land now that you said that search for tv land on my tv do y'all know what tv land is mm -hmm. oh yes, yes. okay oh, yes. i was like i'm sorry <laughs> i'm talking now <laughs> i love finding all the old tv shows we just watched um uh a league of their own this oh, week yeah 
which my younger son has now watched three times because he loved it so much. And he Uh, thinks Dottie is the most amazing person ever. (laughs) Man, you are are raising him right. That's fantastic. (laughs) My mom only just watched that for the first time two weeks ago. Wow. I was like, where have you been? We In my house, every time one of the dogs is whining, I always say, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, but also, okay, that's something to be grateful for. Like, I have thought many times what this experience would be like at different periods in my life. But now, more than, you know, we have so much access to entertainment. Oh, yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've, what, what would this been like 10 years ago? Absolutely. Without watching, yeah, internet and streaming services. On that note, I mean, I always believe, and and you may not agree, but I think in this country, especially, we all too often know entertainment, but do not know true joy. Yes, and. I have an interesting, well, I mean, I I recommended this book, I think, early on in the podcast, but The Book of Joy by the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu, which I've been reading out loud to um, a private Facebook group that I'm in, um, is an excellent, excellent book, especially for this particular moment in time. Um, And it focuses on the difference between joy and happiness and um and really looking into what does joy mean and how do we find joy especially given the backdrop of so much suffering in the world so it's i can't recommend that book enough it's really it's such a beautiful book have you studied buddhism because you often say things that are in keeping with buddhist tradition uh no i haven't studied it in depth but i have studied it a little bit and the book itself touches on it because obviously yeah the dalai lama is a buddhist so um yeah it's uh i have yeah i have a little bit i'm gonna send you offline some book recommendations and some practices and to be honest that is um when I talked about the dimmer switch earlier, <laughs> that was the dimmer switch, the practice and the study of Buddhism, uh, which got me to a place of when you asked that question and I said it wasn't an on off switch, it was five years of practicing that and meditating and understanding that pain is not a choice, but suffering is and that we should, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, I'll send you some great book recommendations. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love the, the idea, you know, Susan, you just shared your story and, and when you found the light in some respects, and, and I feel like for me, it was very similar. And I remember towards the end of, of my marriage, I was laying in bed and I had made a list. I have a physical list and it's drawings. It's not even written in, in words of what the five things that I wanted in my life and that I was trying to get my ex-husband on board with at the time. And he was too sick, unfortunately, at the time to, to even, I think, really grasp it. Um, but it was the most simple things, right? I wanted to, I wanted to move out of the city at the time. We had two small children. I wanted a dedicated date night. I wanted to have family dinners two to three nights a week. I wanted to have time with friends and family on the weekends. So they were these really simple things. And I think what you Mm -hmm. just talked about in terms of entertainment versus joy. Yes. Mm -hmm. What I was lacking in my life was the joy piece, right? I had plenty of entertainment and there was all different outlets for that, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have the things that were truly meaningful. That's powerful. And 
let me ask you, those requests, are, they resonate beautifully with me. Um, had I been your husband, I'd have been all over that. But what was it about those things that he um, particularly didn't like or couldn't bring himself to do? Or why didn't he um, appreciate or value the same? Uh, he, he was sick. So he, my ex-husband is an addict. And so for him at the time, he just wasn't well and wasn't in a place where he saw value in those in much the same way. Now he is, he's healthy, he's sober, he's in a better place. But at the time for him, it was more, it was too much pressure and yeah. it wasn't something that he is. Yeah. It was, it was too real. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's too exposing, you know, it, it makes you have to bring your best self to the table, you know, when you're doing yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. Marcy, oh, you had that's, that's a great segue. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's, there's, there's this, I wrote this quote down because this is what I struggle with most in my life. And it's the quote is it's easy to be happy. It is hard to be liked. And I'm curious. I mean, it resonates with me because that's the thing I struggle most with is how do I just get more playfulness and light into my life? And part of it is just, you know, the pressure of every day and being a single mom and being the working person and having to kind of feel like everything's on my shoulders. It's hard sometimes to, to loosen up. And so I imagine, <laughs> given who all of you are, that you struggle with this too. I hope I'm not. No. Um, <laughs> yes. What I'm curious i would i would imagine that gratitude helps create lightness but i don't know does it and does this resonate with you it does what do you do um if and i'll make it quick because i know i tend to be long in the tooth um it, it does resonate with me and it's not easy and i think one of the hardest life lessons is letting go and understanding you're really not in control but creating a self that is open and allowing for good things to come your way or good um, people to come into your life, that to me is being light and being open and just knowing that whatever happens is meant to be. So put that positivity in your mind and in your heart and it resonates. It just, you know, that energy will, will, you know, come from you, radiate from you into the universe. I know this sounds for some people like, oh my God, you know, what is she talking about? But when you radiate that energy, that energy comes back to you in people, in activity, in so letting go and, and letting go of the very wrong notion that you have control over everything brings lightness. At least that's how it resonates with me. For me, I think it's more about when I think about gratitude, I end up focusing on the really small stuff. So it'll be things like snuggles with my dogs. Um, you know, my my favorite thing about spring is the pink tree that's in my front yard, which I looked up what it was last year, but I can never remember. So I just think of it as the pink tree. Um, it's only, it only blooms for a week and it smells beautiful and it looks beautiful. It's my, it's really my favorite thing about my house and spring. Um, but it's always like really tiny things. Like it was sunny today for a little while, or, you know, there was a ladybug that I found 
Um, and so, yeah, like it is, it's, you know, or like I got to talk to my nieces on FaceTime um, and, you know, they, they played with Play-Doh or my mom sent me a video of my nieces. Um, so it's, it is really, it's, it's this, the little things and that is what, uh, what brings me joy. And so I do think that does create lightness as opposed to, to the big things, um, which obviously the big things are important too, but what I think over the course of my life I found have made the biggest differences are the small things. And I think that is what brings me light. Um, and you know, Lindsay, that's why I love you. The ladybug, the pink tree. Those <laughs> that, hey, seriously, you're, you're a lovable person for a lot of reasons. You're smart, oh, thank you. you're a great writer, you're a hard worker, <laughs> but I love you for the ladybug. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that's the stuff that brings me joy and it, you know, it, 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 and I think it does create lightness. Um, you know, it's my, my morning coffee and, um, it's, those are the moments that, um, that I'm most grateful for. And, um, you know, in the end, uh, bring me the most happiness. So. You know, what that tells me about you is that you are very much, um, whether you know it or not, you live, being a human being and not a human doing like so many of us have become or are or were um, and will be forever. But you understand the beauty in just being like looking out the window and seeing the tree and knowing that this is its one time a year. You know, we, we may not be here next year to see the tree bloom and we're going to appreciate right now. Um, so I love that about you. You're a beer, not a doer. Mm -hmm. I feel I feel like a doer, but yeah. <laughs> I get I get criticized a lot for all my doing, but uh, yeah, but I, I I try to be. You know, it's funny when I got my dogs and they're eight and eleven. Um, I I have had dogs who have uh, passed away before, and so I remember thinking how short their mm -hmm. lives really are. Um, and so every time they whine for attention. I try, I really, really try to stop what I'm doing and, and address whatever it is they need. And sometimes my older dog, what he needs is a cuddle. <laughs> so yeah. he'll cry and he wants me to get down on the floor with him and snuggle with him. And you know, I, I tend to, yeah, like I tend to be a busy person who has an important job and I, you know, I want to be like, but listen, I'm very busy and important. Don't you know? Um, and, but no, what he needs is a cuddle. And I have to remember he, in his <laughs> lifespan, which is extremely short yeah. what he needs is for me to stop, get down on the floor and hug him for 10 minutes. And that's all he needs. And that's, to be honest, that's what I need. And you, um, do, and that my you. <laughs> you do that for You do that I know, you know, like I, and the kids need that too. You know, they, they, you know, they'll ask me to play with them and it's like, do I really need to be answering this email on my phone right now? Or do I need to be playing with my nieces? And it's like, I really need to be playing with my, you know, and I try to remember that stuff when I like start to get too much in my own head about how important my job is or, you know, how important this next thing is. It's like, no, it's really not that important. Like I need to be, you know, in the moment and doing the, the next thing that's what's actually important, which is connecting with my family and friends. Well, that's um, similarly, yeah. Um, I have an, you know, almost 11 month old now who still gets up in the middle of the night. Hmm. And about maybe 10 days ago, I just started telling myself every time she woke me up, like this may be the last time. Yeah. Because at some point mm -hmm. she's gonna sleep through the night 
um, I actually have a mantra bracelet um, that says um, never this little again, because she's never going to be this little. again. Aww. Yeah. Um, and, and so instead of being like, Oh God, she's waking me up again. <laughs> <laughs> As I walk up the stairs trying to say, this may be the last time. Um, and I'm going to miss well, it. And, and so, yeah, trying to reframe, I think is so much about gratitude. Just, seeing things in a different way. You that is such a great point. I, my eight-year-old is still, he struggles to sleep alone. And so, and this was, this is something relatively new within the last, I would say, year. And so he sleeps with his brother on most nights, but some nights he'll come down and sleep with me. And my rule was always like, no kids in my bed. I'm like, no, once they're out, they're out and they're done. And, and I don't want them there. And then when this started happening, I'm like, he is not going to want to sleep with me for much longer. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, and it, it only, you know, maybe it's once a week or once every other week. It's not that frequent that I allow it because I also want to maintain boundaries. But I have to say he was in my room uh, one night this week and he laughs in his sleep. And it Aww. is the most adorable thing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> just for that for that one night to have him just giggling in his sleep is such a good feeling to know that that's what he's dreaming right that's what's in his heart and I love that that's that's great I love that wow um Lindsay has the you know spiritual muse of the Dalai Lama and I have the spiritual muse of Rev Run from Run DMC (laughs) (laughs) but he for a while would tweet out, I think it was weekly. Happiness is a choice. Gratitude is a practice. Yes. And to me, that was, you know, in eight words um, was so profound. And and how I always kind of interpreted it was happiness is a choice. Not like you can just say, okay, I guess I'll be happy, but what actions do I need to take? To me, that that was the action part. I can yeah. choose to do things that will make me happy versus staying in a situation or making unhealthy choices that don't. And then the gratitude as a practice to me was the, the mental part, the framing of it. And so I think it's important to, to be able to frame things, but I think it's also equally important to take action away from unhealthy things. Yeah, um, I, I don't totally think you, agree. Yeah, I don't think you can just mire in a bad situation, but frame yourself out of it. Yeah. Well, Marcy, do you have any questions you want to ask us? To close out? No, I mean, I was just listening to Katie and as she was speaking, I was thinking I I have somebody who's close to me who's going through this process of thinking that they want to bring more gratitude into their life. And he was commenting the other day, we were discussing something, I don't know if it work-related maybe, and he was about to say something about another person and he caught himself. And he backed up and he said, no, that's just going to bring me down the wrong direction. I don't need to say that. And he just went on. And and so he self-corrected. And I think that in some ways, that's what this is about, right? If we're, we're pausing and it's not going to happen overnight and we still are going to have those moments where, you know, we're going crazy. I think this is just life in general, but bringing the gratitude in, I think, and making it a practice. Um, as Rev Run says, is <laughs> very much about those moments where you catch yourself or you notice things that you don't 
wouldn't normally notice. Like the ladybug, I had a ladybug land on me while I was laying out by my pool the other day. I thought, oh my gosh, this is the most wonderful thing in the world. And I, <laughs> I do that a lot. I am one of these people that sometimes, you know, I don't know, my mother calls me her little bohemian. So I'll, I'll be the person who's like, oh, it's a dragonfly. Did you know what dragonflies signify? And, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and that brings me joy in just noticing all of those little things in life that it's so easy to walk by. And I don't know, I feel like it may have been you, Katie, but I know there's a therapy associated with the senses. And they, you can teach it to children also when they're anxious and it gives them a moment. It's almost a pause moment where you take a pause and you go through what is going on with each of your five senses. Mm-hmm. And I think you can do that with gratitude too, right? It's not just about the things that you're grateful for, big picture, your health, your job, etc., your family. You can also even bring it down to that level where, you know, it's the smell of the fresh air in spring or the feeling of the sun on your skin. Just all of those little things that I think sometimes it's easy to take for granted. I love all this talk of ladybugs. Because <laughs> they're good fantastic. <laughs> they're, good. they're supposed to be good luck. Oh, nice. Very nice. Unless they, they infest a room, which happened once in a college classroom I was in. <laughs> Oh, you're great. I, that's interesting. Yeah, we, infestation. We, we looked over and there were thousands of them. It was not great. Wow. That's a little creepy. <laughs> well, did you pass? The class? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, did, I did excellently in school. It wasn't that bad of a, it wasn't the bad luck omen on you then no 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 it was in um it was in my minor so it was a great it was a great class so let me um close out folks if you don't mind we're coming to our time to say goodbye until next week um first i want to say how grateful i am for the three of you and all the different perspectives that you bring to this conversation um i cry i get so grateful that's how much love i have for you um but I would like to read this one saying that Melody Beattie, who many of you know and have read mm-hmm. and followed for years, she's the um, known for her books on codependency. But she wrote this, and I just think it's very powerful. So um, if you want to read it, Marcy, you can. If you want me to, I will, or anyone else, feel free. Oh, I'm happy to read it. Yes, I was resistant to Melody Beattie. <laughs> <laughs> However, have yes, <laughs> have since found her to be an incredibly wise woman. So, <laughs> uh, so gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. I love that's such a great quote Susan absolutely yeah yeah I was resistant to her too because um when someone recommends you read her books you start to go what (laughs) what What are you saying there's nothing wrong with me it's that other person yeah (laughs) I love you ladies um anything you want to say before we say goodbye No? All right. Well, we are so good to go. And 
I hope for each of you to have a great week. Uh, great as your mind shift and um, your head shift and heart shift allows that um, word to sink into your life. Be grateful for the good and the bad and everything in between. So thanks so much. And we will chat next week. Thanks so much. Thanks.